We've talked a lot about the nativity, the story about Jesus and the birth of Jesus and the things that um, we didn't really talk about too much about. There was no room in the inn. And the kids have been learning things right along with you adults as we've, we've been talking about the road to Bethlehem and how, how, how many things there were that happened that miraculous. The whole event was miraculous. Can you see that when you look at it? The whole event from the very beginning when um, uh, Gabriel uh, visited Zechariah and said, hey, you're going to have a son. And he doubted. So the, uh, the Gabriel shut his mouth so he couldn't say anymore until the baby was born. You know, how many times do we need to have our mouths shut so we don't speak contrary to life in our physical bodies? Well, I think we're just a little bit too loud. Oh, yeah, kids, you can go quietly, please. (laughs) Amen. I think there's some already down there. Hallelujah. So, yeah, she's coming. (laughs) Is that uh, why it's waiting for you? Anyway, so there's there's just things that are are so important in the whole um, story of Jesus' birth that we can take to heart and use ourselves and in our, our walk with the Lord. And, and one of those things was that they had to shut Zacharias' mouth because he, he was going to talk con- contrary to life so that that um, would not come to pass. So Gabriel had to shut his mouth, and that's what we need to do sometimes. If we're believing God for healing, we don't, we don't talk death over our bodies, do we? If we believe in God for salvation for a loved one, we don't say, well, they're never going to get saved. We don't say those things, do we? We don't talk contrary to what the word of God has said, whether it's in the Bible or it's a promise he's given you. We don't talk contrary to that. Amen. So so we had that miraculous event there. And then um, and if you look at Sarah and um, Zechariah, or not Sarah, but I'm going to say Sarah. But if you look at Elizabeth and Zechariah, they were the same age as, as Abraham and, and um, Sarah. Same type of thing. They were old in their years. And that's why, that's why Zechariah had such a hard time believing, I'm going to have a son. But anyway, um, Elizabeth, uh, uh, had they had a boy, and he was to be named John. And so when that happened... Zachariah's mouth was opened so he could speak that out and confirm that, yes, his name is John. But at that same time, prior to his birth, there was six months difference between him and Jesus. And Gabriel made another visit. He went to visit Mary and told her she was going to have a baby. Now, the difference between the two of them, she didn't doubt. She said, be it done unto me, as you have said. I receive that. I receive that. And see, sometimes when we, we get a word from the Lord, we start doubting. How can that be? How can that be? Well, Mary asked that, but she wasn't doubting. And so, see, we need to not doubt, but we need to understand that God, with all things, with God, all things are possible to him who believes. So we need to understand those things that are, that are relevant And know that when he said and he spoke out a promise that it is for you and it is for today. And he's going to bring it to pass no matter what. No matter what. Because he promised it. Amen? Amen. So then we can go on to, I don't have any of my notes up here from that. But we we can go on and and you talk about um, 
um, Mary then went on to talk about, or my soul doth magnify the Lord, and I rejoice in God my Savior. My soul does magnify the Lord. We talked about that, how important it is for your soul to get involved in worship. Your soul is out of, your worship is out of your spirit, man. Your soul says, yes, sir, I'm going along. We're all going to worship. That, and when I say all going to worship, we're going to worship spirit's whole body. Every part of you is going to worship the Lord. You're not going to just stand here and worship the Lord. Oh, I got to get home, get that roast off. I got to get home. I got I got all these presents. I got to wrap. Oh, and that see, that's not worshiping the Lord. Your mind is involved. So where are you at, really? Are you worshiping the Lord? No, your focus should be on worshiping the Lord. He's got to be the most important thing in your life. It doesn't matter if the rose burns. It doesn't matter if you have to take most of your presents unwrapped. What matters is this. What matters is worshiping Him, spirit, soul, and body. Amen. That's what matters. That's what matters. And that's where God's going with worship. It's going to become more prophetic. I shared last week with you the thing that I keep seeing is we're here in worship and we're supposed to be over here. And if you remember some of the things that Nathan said, and, and I, I told you last week, Nathan's got me doing Marco Polo now. So, so we're, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to keep up with these young guys, you know what I mean? But anyway, he's got me doing Marco Polo. But we were talking about worship and how worship is going to become more prophetic. And as, as we, we, we go from here, I said to him, I don't know anything else to do. There's this gap. We're here and we're here, but to keep doing what we know to do. Keep worshiping, keep spending time with the Lord, keep getting into his presence. And um, I believe those things will all pay off. We'll have the manifestations that we want. Amen? Anyway, they traveled on to Bethlehem, and, and there was no room in the inn. No room in the inn. And that's why I like Kim's song today, because we need to make room. If there's no room in your heart you got it too full of the things of this world, then something needs to set aside. You know what I mean? If you got too much and you don't have time to serve God, you don't have time to be in church, you don't have time to pray, then something needs to be set aside. You need to make room in the end for him. Does that make sense? Yep. We need to surrender and make room for him. And it's a daily process. It's not just... I surrender and then go off and do what God, what, what the world wants you to do. You don't do it that way. You surrender and you stay surrendered. You stay surrendered. How do you think God's going to bless you if you're not surrendered? How do you think things are going to come to you if you're not surrendered? How do you think promotion's going to happen if you're not surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus? God knows where you're at in your walk. He knows if your heart's ready to serve in a greater measure. He knows. I'm constantly, me, myself, and I, (laughs) I am constantly before the Lord, constantly saying, hey, what can I do different? Am I missing it here? Should I have done that? What what about this? What about that? You know, so, so there's, we just need to be before him, always seeking him. And, you know, when we seek him, seek first the kingdom of God, when we seek first the kingdom, What's added to us? Huh? Everything. Everything. All things are added to us. 
when you put first the kingdom of God, everything you have need of is added to you. Amen? Everything you have need of is added to you. I can tell you the times when um, we were serving God, but we didn't have much money coming in. Maybe I think I've told you 300 a month coming in. And and, um, so I was believing God for stoves and dishwashers and and finally we had I think three or four dishwashers and Dick said you can stop believing for dishwashers and so then we had we had we never did have a stove that was our own when we lived in the house on Marion Street we always had enough stoves given to us to use so we never did have and then when we moved over over here um to this house there was a guy that was working for Maytag at that time and that big expensive stove that they had out that had all the buttons and everything he says you know what I can get that for nothing I'm going to get you a stove thousand dollar stove and it's yours I go, okay that's great you know so so God just adds to you when you put him first when you serve him he's adding he's giving he wants to bless you but he's going to bless you with what you need not a $40,000 Cadillac. You know what I mean? He's going to bless you with what you have need of. You know? Now, see, I could ask for a $40,000 Cadillac, but what's that going to do for his kingdom, huh? All my cars that I've ever had are used to serve God anyway. So so he's already always taking care of getting me the next vehicle. Um, I can't say they've all been free, but they've all been good deals. Amen? So I, I just want to share... To make sure there's room in your end for him and for what he wants to change in your life. Especially in this time of year when Jesus is, we're all, all about the nativity and we're all about Jesus and we're all about the birth of Jesus. But you know, the main thing is that it didn't end there. The birth of Jesus, it didn't end there. His whole life was miraculous. I feel like I'm telling you guys a story today, but his whole life was miraculous. Not only in the very beginning, but the whole event all, all the way through was miraculous. His death was miraculous. His resurrection was miraculous. And of course, him coming back will be miraculous as well. well it's a, miraculous is kind of hard to say all the time. But anyway, the whole, the whole thing was miraculous. Everything. But you know what's so neat about it? What is so neat about that whole time frame and everything? He had to leave. Do you know he had to leave? He had to die. And he had to go because he needs, says, I got to send the Holy Spirit. See, he had the Holy Spirit to help him do everything that he did. He didn't do it because he gave up his deity and came down here to be a man just like us. And so he did it because he, he desired to do it. He was obedient to God just like Mary was obedient just think about it. if Mary hadn't been obedient, where would we be today? Well, there had to been another backup plan, I suppose. But Mary, Mary, God knew her heart, though. He knew she was going to be obedient. He knows your heart before he comes to you and says, I want you to do this and this for me. He already knows whether you're going to do it or not. And he knows how long it's going to take you to make the decision to do it from here to here. He knows all of that. And so that's why it's really important that we spend time with him, readying our hearts, making room for him. And so, like I said, the whole time frame is miraculous, but he had to go so that the Holy Spirit could come and be with each one of us. Amen? 
So when he comes to be with us and we accept the Holy Spirit, we walk in that same power that Jesus walked in. Amen? Amen? Um, I think I'll, I'll have you turn here in just a minute. We've changed a little bit. Our, our, a little bit. Our message is a little different. Um, I think this is where I want to go. Yeah, Romans eight eleven. You can go there if you want to. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the grave, raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you, does the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you? Is that right? Have you accepted Jesus as Lord? If you've accepted Jesus as Lord, and you've received the baptismal Holy Spirit, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who indwells you. See, the same power that raised him from the grave, the same power. I've talked about this before, but get a revelation of the power that's in you. The same power that raised him from the grave is in you. In you back there, Sky. It's in you. Yeah, yeah. That same power is in you. Nick back there, that same power is in you. I don't know why some of you guys don't just explode because of the power on the inside of you. Huh? I know sometimes I come close. If you're ever around me very often, <laughs> I come closer. I mean, I could hit all the nursing homes today and it'd be just fine with me. But, you know, I don't have a family and I don't... I mean, I have a family, but they're not close by. But anyway, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. You can have that power. You can have that. Amen? You can have that. So, so his miraculous life can become our life. Our life is miraculous. Well, let's go to... Um, um, let's go to Mark, please. And this says, um, starting with verse 15, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. So see, huh? 16. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. 16, 16, sir. (laughs) I'll wait for you. Okay, Jeff is ready. All right, 16, 15. Verse 15, Jeff. (laughs) And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Well, who is he talking to there? He was talking to his disciples. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. But he's still talking to his disciples. He's still talking to you. He's still talking to me. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. To all creation, he who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it shall not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Verse 19. So then when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down to the, at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them. Say the Lord, when I preach, say that when I preach, when I preach the, Lord works with me the Lord works with me and confirms the word 
that I preach by the signs that follow. Okay, let's do this, that one more time. Let's see. And, and let's see. Um, okay, when I go out to preach, the Lord works with me and confirms the word I preach with miracles. You know that word signs there is the same Greek word for miracles. So when we lay hands on the sick, when we preach the gospel, miracles are going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. I got that one and I was kind of really excited about that. But um, I was excited about seeing that, hey, I've always, signs follow. Signs follow. Yeah, signs follow. But I want miracles. I want miracles. I want to see things happen. Really, really happen. You know, um, I was just been reading up on some different things. And this, there was a pastor in a church and he was asking his congregation. There was a lady, I forget what she needed. She needed healing. So he said, is anybody that believes come forward and lay hands on her? Nobody moved. This little boy came up. This little boy came up and, and the pastor said, he says, um, you, go, you want to pray for this lady? He said, yeah. And he says, I believe. I believe that she can be healed. I believe. And so he put his hand as best he could reach. I mean, she must have been up on a platform or something. And he said, be healed in Jesus' name. But see, he believed the word of God. And he prayed for her, and she was healed. Miraculously healed. It wasn't just a sniffling cold, although that's important. But it was a miraculous healing. See, that's what we need to come to expect. You know, when I, a long time ago, I started, I started purposing to see the miracles in my everyday walk. I looked to see the miracles that was going on in my life. When something would happen, I would see the miracle in it. Not, not oh, well, that was a nice circumstance. I looked for what God was doing. The miracle that God did. My focus is always on what God's doing in the situation. What is God doing? What is God doing? What does God want to do? You know, I, I'm, I know there's a lady at the nursing home. I'm going to have to go back and see. I remember praying for her last week. And her hands were like this. And she, she just almost had a desperate look on her face. We went in to pray for her. And she said, this is the only problem I have. I can't use my hands. I can't use my hands. Otherwise, she wouldn't have been in there. So I've been seeing her all morning. I've been seeing her, you know, and I, I just know I need to go back and encourage her and take a little more time to preach the word to her that healing does belong to her and healing is hers. Preach the word. And so, see, there's so many people like that. That's why we've got to get to a place where miracles happen. Things happen. And you know when, when one person like that gets touched and gets healed, it doesn't stay quiet. It doesn't stay quiet, does it? It doesn't stay quiet. It gets, even though Jesus tried to tell them, just go be with your family, don't tell anybody. And they run off and start telling everybody. You know, it doesn't stay quiet. And that's what God wants. He wants miracles to happen from a heartfelt people that love God. Heartfelt people that love God. That aren't going to be enticed by the devil to do a sin over here and then they try to serve God here. That's what's happened to a lot of the revivals. 
a lot of the people that have been heading up revivals, they get lost and the enemy knows what hook he can yank on them to take them out of fellowship or to take them into the sin area. You know, they may be standing there and fighting it and fighting it and fighting it, but if you, you got to deal with it. Surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Let go of the sin, stop the sin, and live for God. That would just be enough right there if I just said that. You know, but that's it's exactly what happens if you look at most of the, even in the Zeusa Street got cut short just because there was a sin situation that was going on. If you look at most of them like that, that those things happened. And that's why Jesus said, the enemy's coming, but he's not going to find anything in me. You know, that's what we need to have. We need to know that the enemy may try to entice you, but we don't want anything that he can get a hold of in our lives. Amen? We don't want anything that he can get a hold of us and pull us off course. We're here, our hearts, we're set. Set in cement to live for God no matter what. Set in cement to serve God no matter what. No matter what. Amen? No matter what. I mean, there you just, you heard my heart. I, I want to, this area I want to go back to now that the Lord talked to me and I went along with Kim's song. And I know you guys got to leave, but I'll, I'll make this pretty quick. <laughs> anyway, um, I just, I just heard, I heard on the inside the importance at this time of year that we all make sure we don't have strife in our hearts. We don't have unforgiveness in our hearts. We're able to come into a, a right relationship with all the people that were around during Christmas and not harbor any ill feelings with people. And so these steps here, I think the first thing I saw was these walls, walls. We put up walls when somebody hurts us. And we protect ourselves and we don't want to have anything to do with people. We put up walls or you can call it a mask. There's a lot of people that run around with masks on. <laughs> anyway, now don't think I see your masks. I, I don't always see masks on people, but there's walls. So what we need to do is we just come before God and we say, Father God, I ask you, I forgive that person. I mean, if you want to do this right now, just close your eyes. If there's somebody or some situation that you need to forgive, let's do this. Let's say, God, I ask you to forgive me. And I forgive all those who have hurt me. I repent for anything I have thought and done that was not you, Father. I receive your forgiveness. And I receive your cleansing. And I ask you, Father, to forgive that person or those people of all sin in Jesus' name. And now, Father, I receive healing of every hurt and wound. I break the power of all words that have been spoken to me, about me. Against me, I break the power of those words in Jesus' name. And I repent for all words that I have spoken that are not from you, God. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Now I command all walls to come down. 
come down. In Jesus' name. Walls, you come down. Right now. No more walls. No hindrances. I lose love and faith and acceptance in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for restoring relationships right now. In Jesus' name. That was really good. Can you tell that's really good? Can you tell that was good? Do you sense the presence of the Lord? Uh, you sense a difference in your own life? Sense a difference? God is good. That's what you want to do. The minute you mess up, just get before him and say, Father, I repent. I forgive. I ask you to forgive them. And then deal with the hurts and wounds. So much of the time as the church, we don't deal with hurts and wounds. The hurts and wounds still leak. Just like a, just like a hurt on your flesh, a soulish hurt and wound, unless it's healed, it's still seeping vile junk. <laughs> it's still seeping it. Now, I'm telling you, don't go digging. You don't have to dig for these things. You don't have to dig. People dig in the past and they open themselves to d- demons is what happens. Don't dig in the past. Don't do that. You have a great God that's well able to show you what's going on. You have a great God. You have a prayer language. You have a Holy Spirit. And God is so good. So, Father, we just thank you right now that you bless each one of these families. and You bless the families that couldn't be here today. You have them um, um, come to a place of restoration and healing in their families and that hope and love abounds and overflows in each each family situation in jesus name we thank you father that as they travel they're blessed coming and going that every need is met we thank you father that no weapon formed against them will prosper no plague will come nigh their dwelling we thank you father that angels encamp around them in jesus name and everybody said amen, amen.